Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Ryan did a lot of work on this one for me. Uh, He sent me notes that Steve, check out the story where a federal inmate pleads guilty to threatening a federal judge. And while I was reading the story, he sent me another follow-up and said, here's the story that explains why the guy's in prison in the first place. And so there's all kinds of stuff going on here. But this guy started out in trouble because he was accused of running a Ponzi scheme. Winds up in prison and while in prison, wants to get out. And so he's applied for early release from prison. And as part of that scheme, a letter gets sent to the judge, (laughs) which will probably lengthen his stay in prison rather than shorten it. So this is from a press release from the Department of Justice. Uh, And this is about a month ago, but it's still a fascinating story. Uh, A man who's 50 years old in North Carolina has pleaded guilty to mailing threatening communications to a United States District Court judge. Evidence obtained in the investigation revealed that following a federal jury trial in Georgia, the man was convicted on 22 counts related to a fraud scheme and sentenced to more than 17 years in federal prison. While serving that sentence, a federal judge received a letter that threatened to cause the women close to the judge to disappear if the judge did not grant all pending compassionate release motions or motions for a reduction in sentence and release from prison by a certain date. Specifically, the letter stated, I'm going to read it to you. You have failed to do the right things. Now you make us do this. I love when people refer to themselves collectively in the plural. You make us do this. (laughs) You will grant all pending motions in your court for compassionate release Uh, By this date, they are all to be reduced to time served with no supervised release. They will be immediate release from prison and no delays. If not, then we will begin to disappear the women closest to you. We know where they live, work, or go to school. If you try to alert the authorities, we will know and your loved ones will disappear. Do your job and everyone will be happy and you'll never have to hear from us again. And it was signed with initials. Now... The fact that I'm reading you this letter would indicate that somehow this plan here fell apart. It says, you know, don't tell the authorities. And yet again, there's a guy up in Michigan reading it in a YouTube video. The day before the threat was mailed, an individual visited the inmate in prison. During that visit, the inmate provided the visitor two envelopes, one inside the other, and told the visitor to handle the interior envelope with gloves to not get fingerprints in the envelope, to not ask questions, and to place it in the mail. A recorded prison call from the prisoner to the visitor revealed that the prisoner directed the person to hurry up and mail the letter. Now, (laughs) I've mentioned before that all you got to do is watch television, and you know how a lot of this stuff works. When you are in a jail, you are the incarcerated one, and you're speaking on the jail phone. This is the indication for phone. When you're speaking on the jail phone to somebody on the other side of the glass, that phone call's being monitored. There are huge signs behind each person saying, phone call's being monitored. So you may hear a lot of times in the movies where people are like trying to speak in code. But here it's like, hurry up and mail that letter. <laughs> the investigation also revealed that there was no other inmate at that facility who was sentenced by the victim, judge, or the court. The letter was mailed across state lines, and I've mentioned this before too. You learn this watching any police show 
from the old days. And, and it's, I think it pops up more in the old days. But any of the like Dragnet or, or the Untouchables, and I'm purposely mentioning the old ones because that's how far back this goes. And it's always, oh, they cross state lines. They cross the second something crosses state lines. But also the second you use the postal service. People are so used to the idea that you mail somebody something, especially back in the old days. But when you put it in the postal service, the postal service, of course, is a federal entity. Therefore, it's going to invoke federal law. But it was delivered across state lines by the postal service at the time of the threat. The, the man here who's in prison, the prisoner, had a compassionate release motion pending before the victim court. So it didn't take Dick Tracy to figure this one out. So now, now the man faces up to 10 more years in federal prison, which could be ordered to be served consecutive to his current sentence. He also faces a fine of up to a quarter of a million dollars, restitution, and three years of court-ordered supervision to follow the term of imprisonment. The chief judge accepted the guilty plea, which the man entered, and will sentence him after receiving and reviewing a sentencing report prepared by the U.S. Probation Office. Now, here's the question. (laughs) What would be ironic is if he decided to send a letter to this judge and say, hey, if you sentence me, bad things will happen. But that'd be a little too obvious. This case was investigated by the United States Marshals Service with assistance from the FBI and others. And then in case you want to know what happened here, And this is the update that just recently happened. When the Federal Bureau of Investigation and U.S. Marshal Service initially confronted the prisoner, he lied about his participation in the threat and then sent out letters (laughs) that provided the visitor who worked with him an alibi and said, if you're approached, here's how I want to handle this, and this will get taken care of. And the fact that I know about that letter indicates the authorities know about it. (laughs) So... This is not exactly the criminal enterprise of the century. But the story actually dates back to 2013. WFMY News Channel 2 reports back then that a federal grand jury in Atlanta had indicted the man for defrauding investors of hedge funds. He's accused of defrauding victims for almost $8 million. Also indicted on charges of obstructing the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's investigation. And he was a former... High school basketball coach. So a lot of people in the community knew him from that. But he ran several hedge funds. And they claimed that the way he ran them was inappropriate. And that he was also siphoning money off just out of the funds for himself. Buying homes and so on. Uh, He bought a beach house, for instance. uh, And several other things that he should not have done with other people's money. So it starts back in 2013 where he's charged with this. And then later on, he's put on trial and found guilty. He's serving time in prison. And then he tries to get out of prison with a compassionate release motion and threatens the judge hearing the motion, saying you better grant that motion or bad things will happen to people you know. When they figure out he sent the letter, they then come after him, charge him with that, to which he pleads guilty. (laughs) So he's in prison now, and he face up to 10 more years in prison. So that's the story, but it's a convoluted one. But a federal inmate pleads guilty to threatening a federal judge. Turns out that's a bad thing to do, especially across state lines with the U.S. Postal Service being involved. So he could get 10 more years to that. Ryan, thanks for sending all the information. I appreciate it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Kilometers are shorter than miles. Save gas. Take your next trip in kilometers.